let's crack into it. What are you drinking? Are you drinking anything? I am drinking. Um, I am drinking (laughs) some whiskey. It's it's been a long day for Caroline, so I have some whiskey. Uh, It's Jefferson's, which uh, my dad brought. My parents came to visit last weekend. So, oh my gosh, I love your parents. I do too. They're really great. Um, And I do have though. I poured my my shots with a shot glass that so my girlfriend surprised me today with shot glasses with my other my co-host from my other podcast on them (laughs) which is so cute so (laughs) my friend maddie who is also a nancy drew super fan uh who listens to our podcasts i'm drinking out of you maddie (laughs) oh i'm drinking out of you yikes (laughs) oh my gosh i love that so much wait are you just are you just shooting whiskey um, well, this is, uh, I, I pour the shots in the shot glass before I put it over ice. So I, I have just whiskey. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I was like, lady, <laughs> if you're shooting whiskey, it's been quite a day. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're sipping. <laughs> We're sipping. How about you, Emily? What are you drinking? Um, I am drinking some boxed red wine. You can see I have my large wine mm. glass. It's about as big as my head. Um, which I like, and I just accidentally clinked it on my glasses. I don't know if you heard that. Um, uh, but yeah, this is my boxed red wine. Also, hi, everybody. We're Emily and Caroline. <laughs> We're here for like, It's Like Podcast. Drink and talk about Nancy Drew. That is, honestly, we're living the dream right now. We really are. We really um, are. Speaking of the dream, uh, today... <laughs> Oh, I don't know oh, what uh, what wait, segue that was supposed demon? to be. <gasps> Should we spoil it now? Oh, right. The sleep paralysis demon. I was going to yeah. go with, speaking of dream, we're talking about the final scene. That doesn't Which work. makes no sense. Yeah. I, okay. That's why I halted. I stopped that train before it left the station. Yeah. I, I'm sorry <laughs> for calling it back. <laughs> It's okay. No, you it's can, fine. It's fine. We're, we're, um, we're good at everything. Speaking of um, the final scene, I do you want to hear my fun facts? Should we just go straight in? Yeah. Yeah. Some fun let's facts. Go. Let's go. Okay. Um, this game was released on November 7th, 2001. It takes place over the course of three days at the Royal Palladium Theater in St. Louis, Missouri. It's um, based on the Nancy Drew Files number 38. So there is, I don't know if you read any of it. Did you read any of it? I didn't, but I do know what happens okay. in it a little bit. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. I don't know. I'll tell I you. keep, well, I keep trying to decide for every game that we do that's uh, based off of a book. I'm like, I don't know if I want the end, if I want to know if it's the same or if I want to just read it because I should, right. I feel like I, I don't know. I'll think about it. I'll let you know. Um, oh, and then I wrote a note to myself, read all the cool shit under production and trivia in the ND wiki tab on your phone. So clearly I have a tab pulled up on my phone for this very occasion. I remember, um, there was a lot of cool behind the scenes facts about this game and, uh, I started writing it down, but then I was like, I think I want to just read all of this because I think it's really interesting. So yeah, definitely. uh, Yeah. Bear with me. Stop me if you get bored. 
if you don't want to hear this fast forward, like a minute and a half or two minutes, maybe, but I think it's interesting. So according to producer Max Holacek, who was also one of the voice actors in this game, I believe um, Max was the voice actor for Nick. Yes. For Nick Falcone. So Max voiced Nick Falcone and was also a producer. Um, During the production of Treasure in the Royal Tower, which was the last game, her interactive almost had to shut down due to lack of funding and changes in gaming industry pricing. To combat this, it was decided to make two games per year instead of one. And I think we had already said that, oh, I don't have my notes here, but I believe that Treasure in the Royal Tower was already released like midsummer or something. Um, And this was released in November. So if they didn't know that they were going to do that, like that is quite a, quite a turnaround. (laughs) Um, Anyway, the final scene was the first game under this uh, two games per year thing. And it was rushed through production to meet a late 2001 release. Um, It says the rush was somewhat obvious to the fans of the series. For example, if you noticed at the very beginning, the new game screen just says welcome in the text box and there's no voiceover or anything. And in the past games, I think there was there was a little like, welcome, I'm Nancy Drew. Click on junior detective or senior detective, blah, blah, blah. Um, And da, da, da. There are several plot holes and inconsistencies throughout the game, which I'm sure we will there talk sure about There sure are. Those. <laughs> um, an unused teaser trailer meant to be at the end of Treasure in the Royal Tower surfaced online in 2019. It appears that while in development, the final scene was meant to be closer to the book version because in the teaser trailer, Nancy tells Bess and George that she's going to the Century Theater, not the Royal Palladium to see a movie called Night of the Venus Moon instead of Vanishing Destiny. The kidnapped victim was supposed to be Deirdre McCullough, who comes back later. We all know Deirdre, love Deirdre. Um, And in the book, Deirdre was Brady's co-star, but she was replaced by Maya Nguyen for the game. Uh, They all went to high school together. Ba-ba-ba. I think that's it. And the, so it's interesting. They link the hidden, or they link the the trailer that was never released. So I'll put that in the notes for this episode. Yeah, um, vocal note to myself to remind me to do that later. <laughs> but yeah, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say it's interesting. So did they say Deirdre is the one who gets kidnapped in mm-hmm. the book? That's so interesting because I watched Argelfump's review of this book, and he said that Bess got kidnapped in the book. And that he thinks um, that they replaced her with Maya because they didn't want to reveal what Bess looked like at that point. Because, you know, Nancy um, and Bess and George and Ned, we haven't seen. So we'll have to actually read the book. Yeah. (laughs) Crack the case. Yeah, we'll have to actually read the book. Um, But yeah, I just thought I thought all of that was kind of cool, kind of getting that like behind the scenes snapshot into what was going on at the company and the production at that time. Yeah. I mean, it also, the fact that you said that it, it was rushed in production, there are a lot of things that make a lot more sense now with that. <laughs> um, especially the fact, like, I think I logged on Steam 10-ish hours for Treasure in the Royal Tower, and this game took me 
three hours to finish. Oh, wow. That, that is a huge difference. And I've played, this <laughs> and I've played I have played this one before, but I gave my, I did senior detective, you know, cause I want to like, you okay. know, I've played it before. So I'll challenge myself a little bit. Um, but yeah, but it, I did play this game before, but there were very few moments in treasure in the Royal tower where I was just walking around. Like uh-huh. I always kind of knew what to do. So that runtime definitely shows a little bit with this. Yeah. yeah. We'll get to the sure. potholes. <laughs> I was, um, I wish that I was playing these games now for like the first time in a few years because I during quarantine I know I've already said this but I played through them all at least twice and so they're all still like fresh (laughs) and I just know what to do um but I know that when I did have like a few year hiatus in between games that was always really fun because you kind of forget like you'll get stuck at the same parts and you'll kind of forget what to do um but that yeah. definitely didn't happen for this game. This game was pretty, yeah. Also, the dialogue. I have uh, every, all of our listeners are going to hate me for saying this, but I have lots of issues with Nancy in this game. Really? All, yes. And we'll talk about it when we get there. We'll talk okay. about it when we get there. Okay. But just so you know, I have some issues with Nancy. Love her, right. but I just did not. Normally you like, you feel like you're her, you know, I was like, Nancy, I don't really want to be you right now. Like, I don't think you're, yeah. It's like embarrassing Um, that we're Nancy. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, lady, I love you, but let me also list the things that I think I would be doing differently. Of course, me as like, not even an amateur detective who has literally never solved anything, but whatever. You know, it's okay. Also, Nancy's like, you know, 18. Who can, I mean, yeah, like. Who can blame her? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get there. Anyway. We'll, get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, do you have any facts or anything you want to say before we get into characters? Well, really the only thing I wanted to add a segment, uh, if that's oh. okay. It's pretty short. Oh I I just have found such joy in reading some of the reviews for this game on Amazon. <laughs> um, and I thought it would be really funny to like read like my favorite review. Um, unfortunately, this game didn't have like a really great bad review, but this is what I found for um, the final scene. Uh, this is from Hope on Amazon. Uh, they give this game two stars and said kind of tricky in the beginning. And then this says, the review says, that was the title of the review, kind of tricky in the beginning. And then the review, uh, in the beginning, the clues was very, very hard to find. Then towards the end of, (laughs) then towards the end, it just kind of all was very basic easy. So I really was not impressed about that. But I did like how different it was compared to a lot of Nancy Drew games. So thank you, Hope, for your very, I mean, really, we saw both sides of the coin there. So. Yeah, truly. It's very funny. Okay, but yeah, I thought that would be... <laughs> will you do that for every game, please? I will do that for every game, because be, I just think yeah. it's like, oh my gosh. Um, I let's get into characters. get to the reviews for, like, Creature of Kafu Cave. And oh my gosh. That's going to be so scathing. Oh my lord. Oh, I'm dead. Okay. Okay, so characters. First of all, we have... Maya, whose last name Nancy pronounces when, but every single person I've known with that last name has pronounced it Nguyen. So 
I don't. We're just going to call Actually, her Maya Wynn because when what Nancy says. So that's how Nancy says. Yeah. Yeah, I should look into that because I don't know. I know sometimes people who have last names that sound, you know, like my last name is Orejuela, but I go, I say it's Orwella, even though that's not the way that you pronounce it. And so I don't know if it's like one of those cases where, um, you know, people I knew with the last name Nguyen were saying that, but it's pronounced a little bit differently. You know what I mean? So I'll have to look into that. Huh. That's interesting. Um, she's our kidnapping victim. So token, Classic. token kidnapping victim. Um, she is a 19 year old student reporter at Washington U in St. Louis. And, uh, apparently in uh, shadow at the water's edge, when you get into the computer and you're looking through the bookings, she, Maya may have stayed at the Rio Con in room five. Um, and <laughs> I think, you know, that I think it says may have, because I think you see the name when or like m when and then room five and i know her, her interactive likes to do that a lot with those lists like that like right. they call back old characters which is really fun uh i wrote mm. she's freaking gorgeous because she really is she's so beautiful she's so beautiful <laughs> i would like to be her please um and her voice actor is uncredited and unknown so we don't know i mean i'm sure someone somewhere knows but Right. That's Please, what I saw let us know on like, you the know. wiki and on the other websites I checked. Yeah. Voice actor, uncredited and unknown. So, yeah, that's Maya. Maya. Yeah. I have not much else to say about Maya. We know, mm-hmm. we don't see a lot of her. We see her shoes no. and that's it. But it's weird to me yeah. that Maya and Nancy are close enough for Maya to have been like, come to this interview with me also who does that who brings a friend to like a press interview Maya bad game right yeah yeah Um, I mean I don't know maybe Nancy was in the area but we don't really know why like why that and that's like a missing story piece there mm -hmm. I feel like that would what might have been there later if this was made not rushed yeah right right yeah I don't know I thought that was weird but I was like it's weird that they're so close and I don't think we ever hear about Maya again from Nancy. <laughs> nope. So we'll find out, but I don't think we do. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we do. Um, but it's fine. It's fine. Uh, do you have any mm. Maya notes? No, I actually forgot to make notes <laughs> on Maya because she's only there for like, you know, a yeah, sliver yeah. of the game. And we only know her as the person Nancy gets really angry about that's gone. So love it um simone mueller oh first of all Um, outfit thank you for that outfit (laughs) um and always on the phone i remembered her from like like i don't remember if it was like danger oh my gosh danger by design i think on like the inside they had like little a little feature for like other games that you could play and I remember seeing her picture on there and oh. I just always remember her um she has a and lot of like really great lines open, like the front yes like like it would have like physical. exactly yeah. <laughs> it was like the case of the game um yeah, yeah but it was that was cool and she has some great lines um oh, yeah we we have Carrie um what's her, her last name Healy 
Healy, Carrie Healy plays her. We talked about this last time, but I, Mm -hmm. she has like characters that are really fun to play, even though (laughs) Simone was so annoying and really terrible. They're so, yeah. Oh my gosh. Her characters are so, I mean, she gets Hotchkiss, Simone, who met, but, and then Harper, like really. Right. Um, I mean, she, she is a winner, but she played Simone very well. Oh, absolutely. Um, Simone is the bane of my existence. I (laughs) don't like her. Um, She apparently stayed in room 12 at the Ryukon. So same kind of, yeah, same kind of deal. Can you hear this dog barking outside? I can. Uh, I will close my window. Um. Simone also gives us our first Samantha Quick reference. I know. I noticed that. Which, I was really excited oh, about we that. Love, we love. Can you still hear this dog? Nope. Okay, good. I can still hear it. <laughs> oh, now I can. Oh, gosh. Oh, geez. Um, okay, well, I maybe it'll shut up soon. Um, Simone has a cat named Miss Sparkles, which I think is very off-brand for her. It doesn't See, fit. I feel like... That comes from the woman with the cheetah print cardigan. I don't know. I feel like I see Miss Sparkles as something that she could potentially have. Okay. She has a cheetah Maybe. print cardigan. I mean, <laughs> come okay, on. Valid. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to close. There we go. Okay. Um, and, oh, as we've already mentioned, voiced by Carrie Healy. Oh, who also, I didn't mention in the list, she also voices Sally McDonald in ghost dogs yes uh next we have joseph joseph oh my god first of all so um sleep paralysis demon for this game is joseph um Mm -hmm. the amount of times in you can actually go watch the (laughs) vod for my stream i'm gonna make like a compilation the amount of times joseph just showed up and I would, I went, ah, because like, he just would jump scare you. It was horrifying. He is so scary. And he talks like this and it's scary mm-hmm. and he's so nice, but it's so obvious it's him <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, it's so he's... obvious. I love, but I love his little. I always will. What? Oh, Joseph and I, we have beef. He scares me enough. He's he's terrifying, but he just like I don't know. I j- maybe it's my enneagram too, and like my empathy, but I just feel for him. You know everything. I, do. I mean, everything that he does. There's not like malicious intent. He's just like insane and mentally ill, and it's just, like, it is true. very sad. It is. I think her interactive did a really good job of spoiler alert. Joseph is the culprit. <laughs> you can figure it out the fi- first five minutes of the game. We'll get to that. But um, basically, like, they did a good job of like creating a villain that you were like, oh, it's him, but like, buddy, like, oh no, like you feel bad yeah. for him. It's not very malicious. Like we had yeah. Lewis, who's like, I'm stealing the gold, <laughs> like. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed that because I think culprits who aren't like what two dimensional villains are far more interesting to unpack than mm-hmm. culprits who it's like you have no sympathy for them. Yeah, and I had no sympathy yeah. for what was the girl in the last game? 
don't Lisa. remember her name. Lisa. Oh, Lisa. Anyway. Yeah, Joseph. nobody nobody cares about Lisa. She's probably still rotting in that tower cell. In the cell. Spoiler alert for Treasure in the Royal Tower. <laughs> um Joseph was voiced by Bob Heath, who has also voiced Dwayne Powers and, okay, this is going to get you, Dwayne Powers, and then guess who else in the same game was also voiced by that person, by Bob Heath? In um, Stay Tuned for Danger? Correct. Is he um, Ralph Gardino? (laughs) That makes sense because... Voice actors who play smaller roles like that often, so voice actors are paid usually for like per hour and they can only work a maximum mm-hmm. of four hours a day. And so what probably happened is they were like, oh, we need someone to like voice this minor character. And this actor had like an hour left of his four hour stint. And they were like, hey, can you just record a couple lines as Ralph? Mm-hmm. And that, that's that happens pretty often. And I think that's what happened with um, Carrie Healy because she also voices Madeline. Right in this Mm -hmm. game so you'll often see that in games with like where someone might play a character like Dwayne was only in like one or two little scenes Mm -hmm. and phone conversations and so he doubled up um so that's oh I love it fact for you (laughs) I thought it was so funny because it was like the hero and the villain are being voiced by the same person (laughs) um oh and he voices Sergeant Mac Ramsey also in the final scene. No Sergeant Ramsey was my favorite like, performance. Call the police. Oh, really? Right, and <laughs> Sergeant, Sergeant Ramsey has gr- a great voice. I'm obsessed with him. The, all the phone <laughs> actors really popped off in this so game. Good. So good. So good. Um, um, who's do you left? have anything oh, wait, else sorry. about Joseph? Don't let the turkeys get you down. <laughs> Don't let the turkeys get you down. <laughs> oh, I love that. That oh was my god. Cute. Um, I also like that he's got his little butt sticking out when he, you go to talk to him. Oh, you just yeah. see his butt. <laughs> it's so silly. Like, what is he doing? He's literally hunched over doing like a fucking crossword all day. I know. No That's wonder he's mentally ill. Poor guy. He's yeah. probably so sore. Yeah. And he, yeah, he's A, doing a crossword when he's not busy moving Maya around the whole fucking building. He's just doing a crossword. And also he's bent over. I'm like, there are there are so many chairs, I'm sure. There are so many places you could, you sit, could sit. You could sit. There are so many chairs. There are literally in the so theater. many chairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they're right there, my guy. Can't miss like, them. Guys, come on. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. And now we Moving have Nick on. fight the power Falcon. Nick fight the power Falcon. <laughs> I uh, don't know how I feel about him. I don't like I'm, him. I'm a little really bit confused. Him. What? Yeah. Like about him as a person. Like he's like mm-hmm. don't, doesn't want destruction uh, of the theater, but he's also like anti-government intervention kind of a little. And I'm like, okay, so and he's in camo. So I'm like, huh are you can you hang like (laughs) are you are you liberal (laughs) or very conservative I can't tell what are we over here what are you (laughs) he's just he's you know he he's had it 
with all he's had it best acronym which is wait i have the fully written humans against the destruction of illustrious theaters how many theaters like there are not that many many theaters illustrious theaters and what makes a theater illustrious I, i just like i have a lot of like how many theaters like my twitch chat during that scene was like how many theaters can there actually be that he has a following like so many people outside protesting for I this know. cause when it's like there's not that many that this is like such a serious thing like it made more sense if he was just like um for historical preservation right or right. like that is like okay that makes sense but this is so niche it just how it's too niche it's too niche he needs to like broaden his audience base broaden his potential right. pool of consumers Yes. Or else this is just it's like you know how sometimes on uh TV shows or movies they'll like start uh an organization or a petition that's just for like this one thing. Yeah, it becomes this like huge ginormous thing. I feel like that's what happened here. Like he started this whole had it thing because of the Royal Palladium and he's like oh my gosh this is gonna help so many other theaters and I'm just gonna make it this big thing but it's not gonna go past the Royal Palladium right also he had personal reasons for the Royal Palladium I feel like that was more why he yeah. was involved oh, yeah. than yeah oh yeah it's like a it's <sighs> like a big um big compensation Let's just like make a whole organization so I can mask my personal problems. Right. Which, okay. Haven't okay. we all? <laughs> whatever. Whatever, Nick. Yeah. Okay, Nick. Um, he's, he's crazy. He straps himself to demolition equipment. How do you do that? I know. Wouldn't people stop like you from doing that? Velcro? Yeah. Right. Like rope? <laughs> like how sir tape duct tape duct tape okay if you were going to strap yourself to a piece of demolition equipment how would you do it i think i would um go onto the wrecking ball and just oh my answer like like, so flat yeah okay i was i was in a production of godspell (laughs) in high school where geez so it took place on a playground are you are you familiar with godspell yeah I assumed yes, but I didn't, you know, I didn't want to assume, assume, but every community production of that show, they always take a different interpretation. It's like set in a different place. Mm -hmm. Like, and we chose like a playground and our Jesus was crucified on a geodome. And so his like whole head, neck and shoulders were like totally leaned back. Like he was like singing so loud and he's like grounded over like the the head of the geodome. It was (laughs) Yeah, that was. I don't know what that choice was. Anywhere. <laughs> so, Jesus, I have to see it. It. Oh, I have a video. Yeah, I can oh, show you. Send it to me. I can show you Jacob Lamb. Strapped oh, it was to Jacob. the geo. Of course, it was <laughs> fucking Jake. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's so. It was so funny, and we tied oh, him up with jump better. ropes. <laughs> we tied oh him up with jump ropes. <laughs> Oh, anyway, that just got so much better. Okay, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. Um, as we've already said, back into it. Nick Falcone was vo- was voiced by Max Holacek or Holacek, not sure how you say it, who also voiced 
uh, the construction worker in this game. He voiced Lance, Huffing- Lance Huffington and Luis Guerra, who are both phone characters in The Haunted Carousel. He voiced Meryl Humber in Secret of Shadow Ranch. And uh, the 1930s radio announcer in Secret of the Old Clock. Yes! Your favorite, favorite person ever. Yeah, 1930. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so true. Okay. Uh, yeah. So my man Max, let's chat. And last, but also least, because I have no reason to like you, is Brady Armstrong. Oh, yeah, he's like, he's the epitome of like a character that like wants you to feel bad for him because he's being controlled by his agent. But at this point, I'm like, sir, how like dense are you to not see that you could literally leave your agent? immediately because you're you have more of a following than your agent does like i I just he he what owns a theater well i mean at the end he doesn't really but like that's all that's quite a bit of collateral i feel like to at least keep it going for it i know i i just yeah he's a really bland character i did not really we don't talk to him very much yeah that, I mean, he. Yeah. I don't think he has much to say. He spends his whole day reading a book about like how to be attractive to other people. <coughs> so, well, yeah, I'm. Yeah. I like him better than Rick Arlen. I think I was gonna. I have it written down. Who's worse, Brady or Rick? Rick. And I wrote because at least Brady is like he's bland, but it's he's not a creep. Yeah. You know, he's like, he know at the beginning, he's kind of like aware of the effect mm-hmm. he has on women, apparently. I don't really see yeah. it, but I also am gay. So maybe that's why. But <laughs> Emily's Emily can confirm. <laughs> uh, Brady's effect on women. Yeah, Wait, that he has none. Brady or Rick. Yeah, Brady, no. that he has none. Also, I, re- I remember reading somewhere, I think it was on uh, somewhere in the like Nancy Drew subreddit that uh, Brady's hairstyle is literally just Lisa's hair colored differently and pasted. <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, I they know. took one bland character and just yeah changed the face and the body. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Brady, he cares so much about his image, which is just like fake, um, and he just. He literally the only thing we know about him are that he was discovered working like at a Coney dog stand in somewhere and Simone found him and she was like, oh my gosh, you're amazing at corn dogs and (laughs) I'm assuming is what Coney dogs are. Are they just hot dogs? I assumed that they were just like corn dogs. Yeah, but I don't actually know corn dogs. I don't know either. Um. She was like, oh my gosh, I love the way you're handling this corn dog. Please come act for me. So sounds like a euphemism. Anyway. Uh voiced by David Hogan, who also voiced Monty, aka my fucking sleep paralysis demon in this game. The creepy dumb. Oh my god. In the base. Oh my god. That thing scares me. Yeah. Uh, did you 
did you try to play that thing twice? Like after uh, you won the ring, did you try to play it again? No. Okay. We'll talk about it when we get there. I, I didn't want to uh, see it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, understandable. Uh, David Hogan also voices Henrik Vanderhune, who is in the next game. Uh, Red Knot, possibly my least favorite character name ever. He is in uh, Ghost Dogs of Moonlight and Tex Britain. From- <gasps> oh, Mm. see that man has an effect (laughs) (laughs) Caroline do you have something you want to tell me (laughs) he is so hot without even trying yes are we talking about the same guy I believe we are in in, um, Shadow Ranch the guy with Uh like the black hair and the beard in the stable yes doing that no that's yeah. not the one who everybody likes well i know it's what the dave everyone likes dave right yeah. well i like tex i'm team tex <laughs> i don't think anybody else is on that team if you're team tex what? please just like i mean let us know so that caroline doesn't feel awful about her male preferences <laughs> well i mean <laughs> but I'm going to make an Instagram poll <laughs> so we can get to the bottom of know, this. <laughs> when you said, you know, it's the guy who is really hot in Secret of Shadow Ranch. I'm like, oh, I was I was relieved because I was like, oh, she's talking about Dave. She's just mixing them up. No, and you're like, I was not. No, I'm really not. <laughs> it just hey, is so um, iconic. Okay. Okay. Moving right the fuck <laughs> along because I need to get away from that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I might okay. eat those words. Okay. Um, did you play this game on junior or senior senior detective? Played it on senior detective. And I think I'm gonna do that from now on for games that I've already played. Okay. Yeah. Love it. Good. Um, the first thing that I have to say is, did you did you take note of the name of the newspaper that Maya writes for? No. Wait, what was it? <laughs> the name of the paper, as long as I was reading everything correctly, the name of the paper is Student Life. Um, that isn't that like an organization at at a campus like that's what we had a an organization called student life at our campus and it was like the ras and the like that's what that's what i was wondering i was like there's no way this is the name for the paper but i think i saw it like italicized somewhere Mm -hmm. and it was like the paper like paper comma student life if I'm, I really hope I'm wrong because if I'm right, that's a terrible name for a paper. So please, if I'm wrong, somebody tell me because I would love to be wrong about this. Because <laughs> it is a terrible name. Because it's a terrible name. Um, <coughs> why, why did Maya get to bring Nancy to this interview is my second question. I mean, I know from experience that I, like I've gotten mm-hmm. into things I shouldn't have been at because like they'll say oh like this is my like partner working with me with this thing and they'll like kind of lie a little to like get their friend to come with them because like oftentimes like at least in my experience it was like theater events and so I would Mm -hmm. I would schmooze in I would get to be Mm -hmm. schmoozed in so I I have a feeling that 
I don't know. Maybe Nancy was like, oh, this is a mysterious place. Like that has a lot of history. I want to check it out and see if there's any mysteries Maybe to solve. Maybe a mystery will happen. <laughs> um, or like a Don't treasure. Here, Nancy, your fucking friend got kidnapped. Yeah, like, so. like, be careful what you wish for, Nancy. That's called, no, that's actually not karma because Nancy's never done anything bad. Um, also, okay, so Maya gets kidnapped. She goes into Brady's dressing room, which I don't even think she knocked. Which is weird to me to not knock on the door of a dressing room. Yeah, maybe she did before we saw the cutscene. Okay. She was like, knock, knock. Okay, Nancy, here I go. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't even wait for a response. She's just like, knock, knock. Um, Joseph is hiding somewhere in there. Which, um, where do we think Joseph was hiding? Probably in the wardrobe, yeah. I mean, it had to be. So what I, so this is like where number one plot hole is this whole sequence of events with like, so the PA thing is a recording. So you probably set that up to like play earlier on. So that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is if he takes her there, then he probably took her in the secret passageway into the, like the one that we go through later went around and then out the women's dressing room but how could he not have known one simone was going to be there so that's a question but maybe like since she's so nonchalantly responds to nancy just showing up in her dressing room maybe she shouldn't even think twice about it um so she had to have not been in there because own while joseph walks through with like with maya Maya, like like with duct tape on her She's like, can you keep it down? I'm on a call. <laughs> Shut up, Joseph. Shut up, Joseph. Oh, my gosh. But oh, so then he's able to do like the scary phone call immediately. Yeah. Somehow. So my theory is, I guess he must have like tapped the phone line so that he could call from the backstage phone. Okay. So he's back behind the screen doing a weird mumbo jumble voice so you must have a backpack on so he's able to store that little machine onto the phone like and then he immediately calls nancy from like for himself like as himself for himself yeah and it has to be from the same phone but where did he put maya he must have here okay here he must have stashed her in the secret passageway but she goes immediately in how how what (laughs) yeah that is where i'm so confused So either she got, well, okay, if this only works if Simone's dressing room was empty. So he could have gone through Simone's dressing room and then out the door into like not the secret passageway, but the other back area where the basement trap door is. Yeah. Put my putin. That is not a word. (laughs) Putin. Oh God, um, he could have put Maya in there, and then maybe that's why the barrel was on top of it to try to like a not let Maya get out, but also oh, trying to get in, you know? Yeah. But then that only works if he either after that um went like used the cages. And went through the cages to go down to get into the magician's room, you know? Yes. Or if <laughs> yeah. he just had the cages down, because we don't see the theater. 
at the very beginning of the game. So it's possible that he had the cages down, stole Maya, took her through the secret passage and just zipped into the theater and took her from the stage down into those cages, you know? Yes, but how did he then make a phone call because we know how long it takes us to even virtually walk through those locations mm, yeah in real life it's going to be a little longer because we're not like skipping forward mm. in like i just it's just I a mean, little a plot too right to i i don't know but anyway we have to accept it we, we cannot yeah, um just... dwell on that but also related to the phone call is uh-huh. if he kidnapped her from an empty dressing room and now the phone is ringing he originally intended to kidnap Brady. So who did he think would be in there to pick up the phone call? Like, know. is Brady's not in there? Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, there's a spooky phone call. And then immediately yeah. the next call is Joseph, which is red flag number one, that it's right. Joseph, in my opinion. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Also, creepy phone calls are the worst. They're so scary. I don't make them. like, I hate them. It's just like the ring. I don't know. Mm, no. no. I um I have my first uh beef with Nancy BWN moment. Okay, BWN. She is so frantic, which I understand that like you never know how you're going to react in a situation until you're in that situation, right? But she's been in several high pressure situations before. She's always portrayed as this girl who like knows how to keep a cool head when stressed out. And she does not keep a cool head like almost a single moment in this entire game. She is freaking out the first time she talks to Brady. And like, again, I get it. But also I feel like had she been a little less freaky outy, she might have like been able to sound more rational and get people to actually help her because everybody except for Nick and like kind of Joseph just kind of thinks she's off her rocker right I hear what you're saying though I will argue like this is the first time we've seen a case that's been personal to her like every other case it's been her from the outside looking into a situation Mm -hmm. and solving it and this is the first time that someone that she cares about Mm -hmm. is involved in in it and i also think it catches her off guard because she didn't come here thinking Mm -hmm. likely that she would have to do something like this she just thought she was here for a movie premiere um so I don't know. I, I I loved seeing Angry Nancy because it gives us a whole different side of her character. I mean, I wish it wasn't the entire game she was like that. Like, I yeah. wish there were some dynamics made a little yeah. with the like, writing I would choices get it at the beginning. It's like hearing your right. friend scream, and then you go in and she's not there. Like that's jarring. Totally get it at the beginning, but once you get to like day two and day three, she still just feels so frantic to me. And she just accuses people like yeah. so harshly. It's so funny. And so sassily. Like, I know it's so much sass in this game, which I actually love. I do love. Um, I do love sassy Nancy. Yeah, yeah. In this, uh, in the first conversation with Brady, <laughs> he calls. I believe it's he's referring to Nick and his like team of people, but he says those stinking radicals. <laughs> like, Brady, how old are Thanks. you? I know he's like, like those stinking radicals. 
I have my only note about Brady is it just says I I wrote this while I was streaming so I don't know I wasn't really paying attention but it just says (laughs) Brady what a fool of himself fucker (laughs) that's the first thing and probably the only uh, thing yeah 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 (laughs) just and he's not even he's not even interesting I just but he also thinks that can make a whole like themed restaurant about himself or something which we'll get to when we get to but yeah that was the choice I would never yes I would never go there um did you how how long did you play before you went into the trapdoor cellar thing did you do that next or yeah I did that next okay okay I remember the first couple times I played it it took me like ridiculously long to get in there I don't know why yeah, I think I just like yeah. didn't know that I had to or something. I don't know. I well, don't Joseph know. tells us to look for a trap door on the phone. So <laughs> he says, he make sure you look for a trap door in there. No, he, he says I, something I, he, like that. Yeah, he says, um, he says, oh, uh, the kidnapper must have taken her into the secret passageway, which right. is not the trap door. Oh, I meant, I meant, sorry, not trapdoor, like a secret door. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. But, but he says, he references it, which made me think, okay, that's the next thing I need to do, like intuitively. So I'm talking about the, I'm not talking about the door that you get by pulling the lever. Oh, okay. You're talking about the trapdoor. Yeah. In the floor. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Backstage. The crate. Okay. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Um, how long did it take me to get there? I didn't do that next. Okay. I, I went through the secret passageway to mm. Simone next. That was the next thing I did. Did you okay. do the, the trap door next? I did because okay. I just I knew that I could. And it's, it's just so creepy. Uh, I hate it so much. I don't like it down there. They did a really good job of like making a location that you could tell it once like was so in its prime, like when it was at its in, in its glory days, but like we're seeing it now and there's like cracks in the wall and there's food all over the floor and props piled up everywhere. And I think they did a really good job. It was a very creepy atmosphere, like definitely because of that. Yeah. But yeah, it's like a, um, uh, it reminds me of the um, ghost town from Secret of Shadow Ranch, but just in building form. Right, right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I can skip ahead a little bit so we could talk about that secret room. Let me see. I mean, I just wanted to talk about how creepy it was and the stupid dummy and the stupid puzzle that sucks. Those are that. I mean, that's pretty much the only things down there, except how. Okay, how many tries did that stupid dummy game take you to get it? two it took me literally over eight i think it's randomized so there is really no way to guarantee success which is a little bit ridiculous i mean i'm sure it's randomized which is so stupid it took me over eight tries i was so over it especially because you have to listen to him talk every single time and i didn't like that i hated it yeah those are my only basement notes is that that dummy is stupid oh so if you do try to play again 
it like starts moving and then it slowly like stops moving and then just like shuts down and breaks. Oh, I hate that. No, 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 no. I'm so glad I did not do that. It's so creepy. Yeah. Oh, I hate dummies. Yeah. Yeah. And Um, they come back in other games. Oh, I know. In um, Blackmore Manor. I remember. Mm -hmm. Oh, I hated that so much. That gave me nightmares. Yeah. Anyway. I I hate them. Um, um, so I went through the back secret passageway to Simone uh-huh. and okay. I have so many quotes written down from this game, <sighs> just direct quotes, because I will say that is one thing I did notice is I think the dialogue really took a step up. Like there are a lot of like really classic, like quotes from this, like that. I think that they realized that, you know, characters, when they say goodbye, it doesn't have to be bye, Nancy. It can be like, yeah, fight the power or something like quotable. And it makes it more memorable in our mind. (laughs) Do you know what that one's from? Um, No, if I don't remember. Oh, it's from the next game. Uh, Secret of the Scarlet. Oh, I haven't seen it. I haven't played it. So, oh, I'm so excited to play it. What's your favorite? I'm really going to. What's your favorite, like, goodbye phrase in this game that any character uses? Okay. I wonder if we have Obviously, quite literally all of them, but I do have to say my favorite is when Nancy goes to Simone, I think your phone's about to ring. Yeah. And she goes, love ya. <laughs> and I, I, I streamed it and my ch- and the chat was like, whoa, 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 Simone. Like, Nancy just called you out for faking her grief oh. and you're telling her you love her? Like, this is a little... Like, Oh, it was really I love cute. it. But I yeah, I think that. your phone's about to ring. I love it's that so one. Classic. Because it's, she says it in the same cadence every single time. And it's like, it's true. I think your phone's about to ring. <laughs> <I'm> like, Nancy, <laughs> can you like say it differently? But no, I I love that line. I love that line. What other quotes do you have? Well, the one that I had written down from that is, I'm going to have to cut this short, Hal. Someone just climbed out of my wardrobe. Like, it's it's the most like, stupidly nonchalant, like, response to that. Like, she is so not, um, like, phased by that. Uh, I The only other note I have is just, like, Simone is such a great character. Like, she's a terrible person. And, like, I absolutely despise her as a human being. But, like, character-wise, she's so horribly interesting. I'm just like, thank you for being terrible because you made this game so much better because it would have been just bland, bland town without Simone. And also man town. (laughs) Yeah. Why are there so many men? Her interactor really said him interactive. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Or he interactive. (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> I'm dead. Um, uh, yeah, and Ghost Dogs of Moon Lake is also three and one. Is it two and one? Yeah, Ghost Dogs ha- does not have a lot of characters. Yeah, Ghost Dogs has two guys and Emily. I don't really love that game. I don't either. We'll do it anyway. Yeah. Um, Nick, fight the power, Falcone. Oh yes, 
just allowed to hang out in the lobby. Apparently that's right. Yeah. I don't know what, who let him in. Like, why is he allowed to be in there? But like the fangirls can't see Brady. Feels unfair to me. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he's, he's just like hanging out in the lobby wearing camo. I I wrote down, is the camo necessary? Don't you want to be seen? Well, maybe maybe he knows he's not supposed to be there. So he's he's wearing camo and hopes to know when to blend in. Nancy says in that first conversation with Nick, this is a Nancy quote that I have written down. And I'm going to do it in my best um, Nancy inflections, as I remember. So... She says, oh, so this is a pretend kidnapping. I never would have guessed. Maya's scream sounded so real. (laughs) Lady. Oh, yeah. Oh, Nancy. Um, Yeah, that was, yeah. Uh, I really, anyway, that was Nick. But I also, I think part of the reason why I don't like him is because Nancy is so quick to trust him. Oh, I know. Yeah. And I was like, this is not smart. Yeah. I, I didn't understand that, honestly, because he yeah, felt he did know. feel sus. And and then by her tr- her trusting him, it automatically, in my mind, eliminated him as a suspect yeah. because of that. Because he had like a tragic backstory on day two. And I was like, oh, it's not him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. it would have been cool if like she really trusted him and we counted him out and then he was the culprit right wouldn't that have been that's not what happened so so, yeah um after that conversation with nick i went over to play the bees knees game from Um, which we get the gear was that where we get one of the gears yes or is it a um yeah it's the little one okay I love what? the music. What are you going to say? The music oh, is so yes. good. It's The music is great. Yeah, the it music was is great, good. but I hate games like this. Oh. Well, I don't hate them. I think I have a bad taste in my mouth because when we have this game in Secret of Shadow Ranch, you have to play it every single time. You want to get a Oh, I point. know. I forgot about that. And oh, that's just God. painful, and I hate it. Yeah. yeah, that was rough. They were trying to really buff out the runtime with those that kind of choice. They were like, oh, we need to make it longer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. think, and I think this style of game, it comes back in Secret of Shadow Ranch and it comes back in um, Danger by Design. But I believe that's it. I don't know. I From remember. the ones I've played, I think, yes, but it's okay. been a long time. But yeah. Okay. Uh, what did you do next? Well, before that, I did talk to um, Joseph, actually, okay. in the projection room. And in his conversation, he... So I forget what it was. I didn't write it down. But he, like, says a piece of information that he shouldn't have known. And I think it was about the phone call. I think he was like, oh, man, like, getting creepy phone calls and, like, all this stuff. Like, Nancy, yeah. like, what are you... Blah, blah. And Nancy's like, how did you know that? And that's like the classic, like it was obviously him because he yeah. knew information that he absolutely should not have known. There's yeah. like, oh my God, there's a case like that in Dong and Rompa where like that's how they figure out who the culprit is. And, and it's like they have lost all their clues. They've 
run out of evidence. They don't know what to do. And then it's like a memory of a character saying something that that person shouldn't have known at the time right. that they were, they found out information or whatever. And th- that is like, oh, I was so frustrated. I was like, it's him. It's him. Why do I have to play through the rest of this game? It's so <laughs> obvious. Oh my God. Anyway. So yeah, that was a classic. Oh, yeah, Joseph. Anyway. I love that um, he has to remind Nancy to call the police. It's like Nancy, <laughs> Nancy did call not call the police. police. Like, oh, that's a great idea. I'm like, girl, you should know to do this. Like, I get that you're capable, but call the call the police. Nancy said a cab. <laughs> Nancy said a cab. <laughs> I was. I like I appreciate that you say that because I was just thinking in my head like ACAB wasn't even a thing yet. <laughs> like Nancy, it's no. 2001. A CAG. A cops are good, good. So in 2001. So but she knew. She knew the police would do she nothing. Knew. She was just ahead of her time. Right. Um when Nancy calls the police he's like explaining kidnapping protocol to her which i feel like she should already know right yeah that's fair and also like it's frustrating that they don't do anything about it honestly oh definitely yeah i was like guys really come on yeah yeah the police sucked through this entire game which shocker um but (laughs) yeah um the wait i'm sorry i'm looking through my yeah so the police don't do anything um a joseph quote that i like is when you try to go to the projector do you remember what he says if you try to like touch the projector while he's there he's like oh i don't remember he's like whoa still you're all there nancy like i can't remember what it is (laughs) he says watch out nancy that projector is crumbling like a prehistoric cookie yes yeah oh my god that is so classic. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, I think (laughs) I remember the first time I played through this game, like, I think I'm a pretty logical person. And so, and sometimes that doesn't serve you when you're game playing because the elements that you use to like complete puzzles in a game or whatever, are absolutely not elements that you would use in real life. And so my prime right. example for that in this game is taking the little wand thing, dipping it into the used <laughs> gum. <laughs> that is a leap See, of logic right there. First of all, I have, so, oh my God, I have so many problems with this because there's no way that gum is still sticky. It's right. not possible. So that's the first problem. Second, not necessary. I, there are many stickier things, I'm sure, that, like, go get some glue. Go get some Elmer's. I'm sure there's a prop room somewhere where they have some sticky something. Please don't use gum. Well, you know, I, maybe it was still sticky and Joseph was chewing it on his way running through the auditorium <laughs> and he, like, spit it out onto the chair. On the chair. <laughs> Like, it's just like oh, oh this gum is so fresh and then she sees a pack on next to joseph's crossword puzzles and <laughs> it's like it's like hmm. you solved the crime bitch because your gum <laughs> got me this gear which 
found me a useless letter that I still needed to find, even though it was useless. Right. It's literally just saying that Houdini was a part owner, which does make it, I think, like fast track to historical landmark status. Like, because this game is like very interesting because it is twofold. It's like trying to prove that the theater is a historical landmark so that it doesn't Mm. get demolished and finding Maya. Because if you do A, B will be easier because the theater won't get demolished. So it's like, um, yeah, I think that that was a part of that plot line, but it was kind of lost in the second half of the game. Like I, I saw where they were going with it. They were setting it up as like, oh, like if Harry Houdini was a part owner Mm. of the theater, then like, you know, uh, it sets it up that it's a landmark, mm-hmm. but they never went there because I'm sure that they ran out of time. And that was the thing that had to go right. um, in the writing oh, room. Huh. But that was my yeah. thought on that it. That makes sense. Now that you say it like that. Cause I didn't, I never picked up on the whole Houdini historical landmark thing, which is probably just me, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> Nick's name in his pamphlet is nicholas fight the power of falcone which i hate so much also, wait that's actually a- his name in the pamphlet i missed that oh yeah no, i just said that pamphlet oh, my oh God. well you were correct i was correct you were yeah. correct um is Funny. he supposed okay. to be like from new york he kind of sounded like new yorkian well, if he is a uh, human against oh, the destruction of illustrious theaters, New York has a lot of theaters. It does. So it kind of makes sense. Illustrious, I'm sure. Um, yeah. I feel like he's like part of the mob, but not actually part of the mob. Um, but like uh, he's like the grandson of a mob boss who was like, kind of disowned by his family and he has a lot of trauma from that and so he's trying to like do his own thing and um make his mark on the world um this all all of his actions just feel like compensation and trauma response from some really deep-rooted issues yeah that's my that's my take he's definitely an italian guy who you know, people who are Italian who they're so Italian that that is like their sole identifier. <laughs> I feel like he is that. He's yeah. just like, I'm Italian. Definitely. Definitely. That's his thing. I'm Italian. Oh, little buddy. Um, <laughs> my next note is about Brady and Please Simone. Share. Oh, I have a Simone note as well. So you can go first. Okay. Okay. So. I must have gone to talk to Simone next because I know that this is from the next conversation that you have with her where she reveals that she discovered Brady at this Coney dog stand. And my mind kind of just like went in so many different directions. I was like, what was Brady doing serving corn dogs or Coney dogs? I don't know what those are at this stand that made Simone want him so bad. And then is Simone, like, considered a good agent? Or was she just, like, desperate and thinking, oh, he's attractive. I can make money off of him. And he doesn't really seem to have very many brains, so he'll be easy to control and manipulate. I mean, maybe that. Or he, she thought like he was attractive and yeah. would, I don't know. 
bring in that never and- happens also um, <laughs> that's so unrealistic yeah. everybody out there who's hoping for your big break to happen that way it's not going to no they say you know have you seen bones no uh, okay. i've seen a few episodes but not a lot the lead actor in that his name's david Bore- Boreanis, but he mm-hmm. is also in buffy if you've seen buffy but um oh who he, is he in buffy he's angel oh okay yeah yes um but he basically like they always say like that one of the casting directors was walking down the street and saw him walking dogs and they were like oh that's our angel but like he also had been like auditioning everywhere and like trying to get get it big like before so it wasn't like that glamorous sounding it it sounds glamorous and i'm sure there's truth to it like she probably saw him and was like that's what i want angel to look like and maybe then talked to him and found out mm-hmm. he had acting experience but yeah so that's a reminded me of that a little bit huh yeah yeah that literally never happens people so sorry <laughs> um so maybe maybe it was that kind of situation brady had been auditioning and she was like hey you're cute you, i think I you're know. cute what are you doing yeah, working at the little hot dog stand <laughs> okay. um i have another simone quote which is this yes. girl power thing is so hot right now <laughs> so i really said gatekeep gaslight girl boss <laughs> in 2001 <laughs> oh my god oh i don't like her one single bit um okay once i think we're almost at the end of day one we have talked to everybody found the doc saying that houdini owned half of the theater oh uh found maya's press pass and then you call the police right and, and who who gives Nancy the press pass, Emily? I just want to ask who who is it that gives her the press pass? Honestly, I'm forgetting. It's uh, Joseph. Spoiler alert. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was I uh, forgot because it's like oh Brady found it and there's pictures in Simone's camera in her bag of Brady finding it. And, right. Yeah. I know. I think he really did find it, but it is just. Okay. Adding yeah. to the cesspool of sus. Yeah, um, Joseph, yeah. they could have they could have tried a little harder to make him like I think maybe they were going for, you know, he's such a sympathetic character that you really <coughs> don't want it to be him, even though all the evidence is just constantly pointing to him. Right. No, it's true. Yeah. I, I it didn't fool me. <laughs> yeah. Um I do have sorry, one more thing about um Simone trying to find like a uh um name for Nancy is oh God. <laughs> uh, so this is sort of related my one of my friends maddie who maddie featured on the shot glass she mm-hmm. was like in the chat of the twitch was like punchy larue because punchy larue is in phantom of venice mm-hmm. uh fun fact that is actually the name of the voice actress who plays best in this game in this game only oh so a little, uh, that's a fast fact that i, <laughs> I love it i forgot to include but yeah so that's kind of fun I love that that's someone's actual name. That's oh yeah, has. like I would d- like that. Name. I just want to know if her name is Punchy, actually, or if that's like she goes by Punchy. Like she drank a lot of fruit punch in college, so they just call her Punchy. <laughs> got punched a lot. She got punched. <laughs> I love it. I think it's great. That's, yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, all right, day when- two. 
day two, when we come in for day two, Simone says that Brady is quote unquote out plastering those posters all over St. Louis and every other podunk town for 50 miles. Brady is not doing that by himself. And then no, no way. Press conference. He doesn't have time for that. He doesn't have time for that, nor like, I feel like he wouldn't have the capacity to do that. Right. That is as feasible as Joseph kidnapping Maya. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you did there. (laughs) Can you imagine just like picture for a second? You're like an actor who everybody loves, but you're basically a slave to your freaking manager. And you wake up one morning and you see a text that says, hey, there's a bunch of flyers outside your door. Here's this uh, circle on a map and you're going to go plaster these posters around in this circle in like 50, a 50 mile circle. Right. I would say no. <laughs> I would say <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> no thanks. Oh, um, and then having to come back and do a press, press conference. That's a really big no. Also, okay, I don't know if this is just me. It's probably just me wanting to excuse people. But even though, look, okay, sorry, I just started like five sentences. So we all know that Simone's action or motive behind everything that she's doing to quote unquote try and find Maya or whatever, it's all very selfish, right? Oh, yeah. I get that. But at the same time, like, she is kind of helping. You know, she got these flyers made. Nobody really does know if Maya's in the building until we see her shoes later. Right. These flyers made. She's having them put up around town. She's hosting a press conference about it, even though it's really just to get Brady publicity. Like, she's being more helpful than I would expect her to be, even though she's not intending to help, really. So I felt like Nancy just wasted like so much energy complaining. Solving puzzles. I'm like, (laughs) okay, that too. I'm like, clearly this is the kind of person that Simone is, but also like the things that she's doing aren't not helpful. They're not. No, that's so true. No, I thought about the same thing, like the missing posters. I was like, oh yeah, thank God someone did that. And Nancy makes such a big deal out about about it, how like she made it all about Brady. But the thing about Brady is in like the very corner. It's like not like oh my God. It'd be one thing if it was like Brady Armstrong find looking for lost girl like in huge text and then this big like a little corner on Maya. Right. That was absurd. But it's a little corner on Brady. Yeah. I, yeah. So that was one of my um, beef with Nancy moments. But I have a, also fine. a question about the missing mm-hmm. poster, which is it's set. So on her poster, it says, you know, height, you know, ethnicity, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And then it says complexion, part oily, part dry. And I was, I just have a lot of questions. One, is that on what, like, missing posters? Uh, oh, for no. sure, no. Why? Why? You have your complexion. Like, let's just run to my dermatologist real quick. And how <laughs> did Simone know out. Maya's complexion? She's never um, seen her in person. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was absurd. Yeah, that's a nope. I did not notice that. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> next, did you call our different friends who we have to call? Yes, Madeline. Eustacia Andropov. Oh, my God. I love her so much. <laughs> she doesn't so have time funny. for anyone's shit. She does not. She is 96 years old. She's 96. <laughs> but you just call that Sherman Trout and you tell him that I will not be putting up with his bullshit today. <laughs> and then Sherman Trout sounds like Lewis from um, from Haunted Mansion. <laughs> Wait, I wrote down. Um, I said Sherman Trout sounds like squidward with squidward with a cold uh, and he also sounds like kip dynamite from napoleon dynamite <laughs> my god i love that but it's but so like true but he's so yeah. funny and i love how he's like he sounds like an absolute stick in the mud and then he's like oh yeah i guess i'll help you like <laughs> Oh, yeah. Also, the Library of Congress would 0% help you. You've been there, right? We both grew up in oh, D.C. Yeah. They, they would not they, do that for just any, they would anyone. Do that. <laughs> they, would, they would do that for, like, literally the president. And also, what's the, the point of president. calling them? As because we never see the reparations of that. We never see, like, the reward. Yeah, they send us? They send us the document. They sent us the slide at the end with the document. Okay. <laughs> I found that slide in the projector. No, not the blueprint slide. The slide with, there's a slide with the document that says that um, Houdini was like willing his half of the theater to someone else. Oh. Okay, well, I never saw that document. I totally <laughs> missed it. I could play. I played the entire game without that or breaking into Simone's PDA, or what is that thing called? Oh yeah, P- breaking into her um, personal. Oh my god, I just called it PDA. Assistant. Yeah, PDA, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, I was thinking like PDA, like PDA. You know. <laughs> anyway. It was also. I think they were also called like Palm Pilots, or maybe Palm Pilot was just yes. a particular yes. brand but I'm not sure. But yeah. Um, Library of Congress would 0% help you. No. At all. Um, I uh, really like Simone's bag, like the actual bag. It's very stylish. Leather with a cool gold. I would 100% tote that around with me. I really like it. Oh, yeah. Very cute. Timeless. 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 Um, If the lock on my stupid Palm Pilot was that hard I would never use it but did you like start and give up or you just I never started and it? I was like I'm gonna come back to this and I never did because I never had to so what was on that so it's this like numbers game where um it's a grid of nine squares and you have numbers one through nine and by clicking on each number you uh move it somewhere else kind of and it affects the other numbers around it as well so you know that kind of game that comes up in future games where like you have to turn all the tiles to one color but if you click on one tile it affects all the tiles around it so it's kind yes. of like that but with numbers and so you had to get the numbers eight one three in the middle line and then the top and the bottom all had to be stars okay because i had so, written down yeah. the eight one three from her like 
wallet. Right. And then I was like, oh, it has to be 813. And then I just, I I gave up. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah. I don't know why I found it so hard this time. Maybe it's harder on Senior Detective, but I don't remember ever finding it like that hard. But it took me quite a bit this time. Um, Did you, oh, I guess you didn't. I don't, I don't remember. Maybe these were on the camera, the pictures of Brady. Oh yes. I did see those. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That made my day. I would lose it if someone made me. I mean, I would love to dress up in old garb, but like the men had to wear those wigs, the like powdered like right that were this so high (laughs) as high as your head imagine you must have gotten so many tension headaches and just like headaches in general those things could not have been lightweight no i mean yeah that that's ridiculous yeah not at all um so we snoop through simone's bag we find pictures of Brady with the press pass in different locations which is sketch is sketch but it's fine I guess we're just seeing where the lighting is best um doesn't matter where the press pass was actually found also do we think that they legitimately like found a press pass and Maya dropped it or do we think it was planted oh I think it was planted I honestly do think that because we walked through that area constantly and we didn't see a press pass. Mm. And that's why I think Joseph might have planted it so that it seemed suspicious. It like puts the suspicion on someone else. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Um, did you do the cages next? I did. Wait. Yes, I did. Cage time, baby. I love cage a good time. That was. So much kind of a tough like it was tough like I I got it after the second try but like the lock switch wasn't very intuitive like I I thought that was like oh we have to turn it on or like so I always did it in the wrong order but I loved that that was really cool okay yes I love this puzzle and I never maybe you can explain this to me but I've never understood the mirror trick like how do you angle the mirrors such that the audience isn't seeing like themselves reflected at them or such that it's not an obvious reflection, you know? So the mirror is tilted slightly downward. So it only reflects the floor. And so right. it would look like, yeah, it, it would not be a high enough or a wide enough angle from the ground that anyone would see their face in it because of the right. the way that they're sitting. So it just makes it look like the cages are floating basically. I still, well, I still feel like though, if the mirrors are angled slightly downwards, I feel like the reflection, it wouldn't look like a clean reflection almost, you know, like I feel like the the lines of the floor, but was it, well, I guess if there's no, I've always pictured like um, floor, <laughs> what do you call them when it's just like slabs of wood? Right, like, like the a, panels on the floor. Uh, yeah, like the lines. I've always just pictured that those would reflect weird. But maybe, I mean, if it's just a like black stage, then I guess that wouldn't matter. I don't know. Right. I mean, it's all it's all the lighting and the tricks. And yeah, I mean, okay. like the panels on the floor are like were 
usually they're not even like they're not always like Mm -hmm. even with each other so it wouldn't completely look out of place if it was like positioned a specific way or okay yeah so okay i'll buy it i would love to see something like that in person i know it made me want to see a magic show or like without knowing it um sure but i don't know um love a good trapdoor. oh however the odds of this whole mechanism still working are zero so i mean like that theater is falling apart no way yeah yeah absolutely not unless joseph fixed it up in order to then do all of this yeah maybe maybe um still i uh, yeah it doesn't work and if it does it's very unsafe um it's okay this is one of my favorite moments of any game probably just because it's so good is when you look through that people and you see maya's feet they just like dangle the little carrot in front of you i was like i remember seeing that the first time i played i was like oh shit like is this the end game but it's not right it's not oh. it's like yeah it's the oh, carrot yeah. on a stick uh-huh yeah it, it is <clears throat> it's interesting because so joseph's feeding her pizza Mm-hmm. downstairs so how come no one can hear her screaming like wouldn't she scream for help like i think i always just assumed that like that room was soundproof or something right because it's a magician's yeah. like secret room okay i'll take it and it has that weird like the one door that you get into it through is super metal and like thick and like a vault kind of and That's the other true. one you leave from that weird coffin door also looks like it's pretty thick so I always just kind of assumed that it was soundproof. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how did you find that um, the tile puzzle? In the I door? love puzzles like that. I do too. It was so fun. Yeah. I I, yeah. I didn't have a too too hard a time with it. It took me a couple of tries, but yeah, mm-hmm. it was good. Yeah, it was kind of difficult on Senior Detective, but yeah, I love puzzles like that. I really like. Um, I don't know. I mean, I like actual puzzles like puzzle puzzles like if you were to be in my house right now you would see that I'm currently working on a puzzle on my dining room table but (laughs) I like um puzzles that you can just like solve on their own I think I've said this before like you don't need any outside information it's just like a little logic puzzle just use your brain yeah yeah, I love it um top scariest moment of this game (laughs) the Joseph jump scare part one (laughs) yes that's terrifying i hate it so much i i know that it's coming now like i remember that it's coming and i look away every time he his face is so big his face is so big harry oh my god and and the animation is so old and janky and Uh, it just looks so weird uh -uh. Uh -uh. yeah nope not a fan of that yeah can you not um once we get into the magician's room, there's a fucking guillotine that looks like it is a working actual guillotine. Why? Which I also was kind of like, why are you letting us chop something and we're not going to use it? <laughs> or yeah. so it's not going to be used against us in some way? Like, yeah. Yeah. It felt like, like Chekhov's guillotine, but then it never Chekhov's came back. Guillotine. <laughs> Yeah, it's just kind of there, and it's very creepy, very dangerous, very yes, dangerous. Certainly, that. Um, yeah, 
but this this room is like weird it gave me like weird vibes it's like the um you know when you know that something has like been locked away for a very long time and you're seeing it just preserved from whenever it was last used you know it's like frozen in time just like me coming back to my apartment after I was at home for COVID (laughs) it was so weird because I came back and it was like this is this is such a tangent but it was like my whiteboard calendar was March and Mm -hmm. I had library books on my desk that had dust on them because I was going to return them like the next week Mm. like it just it was so bizarre Oh, that's so coming back because I was at home for like six months after March. Yeah, because I I was like, I don't have anywhere else to go. And if I'm going to do school, I don't want to be like quarantined alone in my house because my roommate was staying at home Mm. and that would be pretty miserable (laughs) to like just not not. be there. So, um, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. the yeah, I stayed home. Yeah, Uh, I feel you. I was like the past like two weeks. I was my one roommate house sits pretty often and the other one um, wasn't here because she was like in California and then we got COVID. So she stayed at her mom's house. But I was like, why am I so depressed? And then I realized that it was because I was just like home by myself every day. Right. So both of my roommates are back now and I'm like totally fine. <laughs> but right. yeah, that would have been miserable. Yeah, no, uh, my parents and my brother kept me very entertained. Oh, good. All six months. (laughs) (laughs) All six months. Um, When Nancy picks up those rubber gloves from the (laughs) chest. How does she know? Rubber is shockproof. It's like, thank you. (laughs) Thanks. It's like if I pick up, like, my cell phone and I'm like, my phone can call someone. You pick up a bowl. A bowl can hold soup. Yeah, like I have so many questions about that. It's She's like, <laughs> do, you know, do you know the moment? Wait, have you played Ghost Dogs? I have. There's a moment in Ghost Dogs when um, you need to use a screwdriver to like unscrew the lock on the chest in the shed outside. Right. Nancy says, I need some torque. I'm playing that as an eight-year-old. I'm like, what the What's fuck torque? is torque? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> right, my mom, I was like. <laughs> it's like, um, it's, it's like, it was publicized to <laughs> children. Like, uh, well, but I mean, it's like, it's to help you learn, right? So I'm thinking right. that that like how they made it more educational or whatever but I wasn't using it to learn I was using it in my half hour of computer time every day because I wanted to fucking not learn something in between all the mountains of homework I had to do at eight years old and I'm like oh mom what's What's torque he's like honey I don't know your mom mom, I need to know what a torque is for my game I love that. And I love how, like, I mean, did your parents, like, my my dad, like, bought this game knowing it was educational mm-hmm. and, like, fun. But, like, did your parents, like, know what was, the, what the Nancy Drew games, like, were? Oh, not at all. No. Oh, so they, they just thought, oh, 
Emily playing her silly video games. Oh, my, yeah, absolutely. My parents would just like buy me things that they thought that I would enjoy. Like it didn't have to have any educational value. Okay. Did you ever read? There was this uh, series of books called, uh, I don't know if the series had a name, but I always called it like the Alice series because the main character's name was Alice. And it was by some children's book author, but it's about this girl as she's going through like middle school and high school and literally the whole series in some books, she's like discovering like her sexuality and like messing around with boys and stuff. And so my mom started getting me these books from the library from the Alice series. She was like, oh, it's so fun because her name is Alice and my name is Alice. And meanwhile, she was basically just like feeding me all of my sexual awakening books. So was that by Judy Bloom? I honestly don't know. Maybe. Okay. I mean, because I, I know that. Judy Bloom wrote like Ramona and Beezus and my parents Mm -hmm. used to they gave me those books when I was little and they they would say like don't read anything else by Judy Bloom because I she I think she wrote other books that were like for teenagers probably and so I was too young you know what I have to look it up real quick please I want to know no it wasn't Judy Bloom it was Phyllis Reynolds Naylor what's the series called um uh this one on amazon says the world of alice but it's just four books i would just type in like the alice series alice mckinley alice mckinley Uh, yeah but meanwhile like my mom is getting me these books from the library right and she like knew that i liked them and I liked them because they like made my seventh grade self start feeling like stirrings of passion in my body. <laughs> my mom was like, oh, honey, do you want another one of those books? I'm like, yeah, sure, mom. Just don't you read it, though, or else. <laughs> that is so OK. So that's real because like my parents. Oh, I know the cover. Yeah. OK. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I. Um, my parents also kind of did the same thing because they were pretty strict about what I watched and what I yes. saw on the computer. But when it came to, yes. to books, my mom doesn't really <laughs> like to read. And my dad, um, like he does, but it's like, you know, within his scope. And so he's not like reading right. the new things coming out. And mm-hmm. so like, so I read Twilight when I was like <laughs> 10, I read the whole series and I, Alice in Twilight was my sexual awakening because I was like, oh my God, Alice is so hot. And I would skip to the chapter she was in. I didn't even care about Bella and her BS. I was like, show me Alice. Um, But yeah, that is just like classic. Like, I feel like my parents were like, as long as it's a book, it's great for you. And I'm like, like I'm 12 (laughs) reading about, also there's another series called Seekers. That was the same author of the Warriors Cats books, if you're familiar with the Warriors Cats. You don't know the Warriors Cats? Oh my god. Anyway, but like in that in that series, like it's about polar bears, and there's like this very traumatic like death scene at the end of like the first book. And I was like crying in my bed as this polar bear is brutally murdered. And I'm like, I am 10 years old. <laughs> Like, this is oh, so no. hard. Anyway, they, those were really gruesome. Anyway, tangent oh, town. I don't even know what got us on that topic. I don't know. We'll get back. I'll bring us back. Um, 
So Nancy picks up these rubber gloves and she goes, <laughs> rubber is shockproof. Um, I, I really want to know how Joseph got Maya from the magician's room up to that creepy attic so fast with nobody seeing them. Please tell me. Go. Um, I'm really trying to like think of a logical solution. Okay, so what if, hear me out. What if he could take her into one of the cages? Wait, the cages don't have a bottom, do they? Because I was thinking they could use the cage as like an elevator. Oh, they have a bottom. It's just a trapdoor bottom. Okay, so maybe they did that or... Yeah, I have no, I have no logic for you. Well, Only but Nancy, questions. Nancy would have seen that because Nancy, she sees, so Nancy sees Maya's feet, and then she finds the trap door in that room where she sees Maya's feet from. Right. Right. But the next time we look, so if you go, um, okay, Nancy goes down, sees Maya's feet, pulls back from that, that you see the trap doors close. And then you try to get out through the trap doors, you knock and you can't get out. And then if you go and look through the peephole again, Maya's not there anymore. So if Maya came up into the cage, Nancy would have seen her because Nancy was right there. Um, I was thinking that they that he took her out of the, the back coffin door. They went up the stairs and then into the cage oh. to then go hmm. up. That's the only thing that makes sense. I mean, well, the press mm. conference is going on, so not many other people are in the theater, but also Nick is hanging out in the lobby. So mm-hmm. what was, how, yeah, it's that's a, how Joseph got Maya around is such a question to me. And he's mm-hmm. an old man who's like kind of short. Like, how is he strong enough? I just, yeah. Maybe he I has a wagon. I take him and I'm not athletic. But I can He just carts him, her sure. around. In a wagon or something. <laughs> Jeez. Um, in a wagon. <laughs> One of those like little red wagons. Right, right. <laughs> He's just like, come on, Maya. <laughs> just going somewhere else. Oh um, uh, <laughs> Nancy trusts everyone in this game, like except for Simone, but it's obviously one of them. I'm like, Nancy, this just goes back to my frustration with nancy truck trusting nick and joseph right off the bat right even though joseph literally damns himself in the first conversation anyway okay oh we don't need to talk about that do we and then it's day three day two ends day three took me 20 minutes to finish i just want to tell you it was so fast not much of a day it's like very short um, it's like an afternoon afternoon three yeah um, it is absolutely ridiculous that this demolition is going to continue, and I'll tell you why. So, first of all, this premiere has been canceled, which is stupid. Just postpone it a few days until you find this girl. But you're going to cancel this premiere in favor of having a press conference to find this girl, and the demolition is still going on as scheduled. That does not seem like something that right. Simone would be cool with. Nor does right. it seem like something that would happen. Because the premiere is not happening then. Yeah. Like the at all. Just, yeah. Like, it's not going to happen at all, which is ridiculous. Um, uh, also, did, D- did DNA evidence not exist yet? 
Um, I know that it did. So that's a rhetorical question. And I know that if I was Maya in that room, you know, the police go and they like look for evidence or whatever. If I was Maya in that room, I would have shed so many hairs. So you just, oop, I just bumped my mic. You would have just pulled them out of your head. Well, no, they would have just come off. My hair is long, blonde, thick, and curly. And it just sheds all the it time just because sheds. I never brush it. Right. Like, so. do they not look at the ground to see? Yeah, yeah. you're right. That's a good point. Hmm. Yeah. Like, her hair definitely would have fallen off. There would have been some hair for sure. Um, yeah. But it's whatever. It's fine. Um, my next note is uh, I got a little stuck here. But not like super stuck, but it's because like Brady's bag is just randomly sitting on his desk and you're supposed to like figure it out. Like you're right. Like it's you're supposed right to know it's there. I know. Because <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. it's an area we've seen before. We think we've covered everything and then it just yeah. shows up. Yeah. yeah. I, I I kind of like when the press conference began, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get to like Snoop and Simone's stuff. So I did right, that. Yeah. And then I. And then I guess we didn't get to do that with Brady. And then he's just not there. No, you're right. You're right. Because I, I did notice it was there. And I like got I was like, I went in and I got it. But like, yeah. if I wasn't paying attention, I would have yeah. missed that. Yeah. It's just like, like, thank God I turned that far in the room and saw that it was there. Uh, but we see that it has Maya's notebook in it, as well as a very important pencil. That is the only pencil that we can use to complete our assignment which right there's absolutely no pencil there's no pencil the ticket booth or (laughs) yeah nancy Um, also also uh, here's something that in i just remember this right now in last train to blue moon canyon nancy goes to um charlena purcell and she's like hey can you sign your name on this thing and Charlena's like yeah but I don't have a pen and Nancy says um I have a pencil and Charlena's like what a good detective always carries a pen and Nancy says well I always carry a pencil apparently you don't Nancy because you didn't have one right now have one in this game but it's fine I will let it go um so we find Maya's notebook and a very important pencil and uh I remember right after this, the door opens and Brady comes in. And the way I thought this was the end game the first time I played it. Oh, you're like, so, oh, no, I'm in his bag or or that it was going to be a second chance that like you got caught. Right, right, right. Well, and I just like when Brady came in and found us, um, I remember the first time I played through, I was just like, oh, my God, like this is the end of the game. Like I triggered the end of the game. I'm going to have to get ready to escape. And then throughout that conversation, I don't know why I didn't realize this sooner that Brady is just not smart enough to pull this off, but whatever. (laughs) Nor was Joseph weird to me that. Nor was Joseph, but it's fine. Um, And then we find out the whole like Brady Armstrong is actually Brady Thompson and is tearing down the theater due to... I didn't see this note it was on. I had to like scroll to the next page. But um, I wrote down, he's tearing down the theater due to fragile masculinity. Right, right. He really just needs to open 
Brady Armstrong's plan at Tinseltown, a themed restaurant. He doesn't really say what the theme is. Is Tinsel. Christmas. Tinsel. Christmas. Christmas restaurant. (laughs) Christmas in space. Boom. Um, It's a theme restaurant that will not survive. And at the end of that conversation, (laughs) Nancy says, Brady, no. I know it's so dramatic. Is the like no? It's like three O's and all have exclamation point exclamation point. Yeah. Oh, get me out of here. Um, yeah. And that's that's Brady. That's Brady. I'm trying to think. Yeah, the the sequence of events in this last like third of the game is a little frustrating because like you look at the key machine, it's broken. So mm-hmm. I found like the 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 lost key first before I found the pencil. So I like and I was like, oh, I have to like I don't know. I, I kind of was like, I'll look around. I kind of remembered that Brady's bag was there from the first Wait, time that I played the it. Lost key, what right? The so like the key? the missing key on the back of that like pamphlet in the top. Oh, in the, the right imprint? in the projection room. Yes, the imprint. Yeah. Okay, like the the missing key. Like you saw it was mm-hmm. missing, and I was like, oh, okay. And then I've played enough mystery games. There's so many times that the, you know, you, you shade in and pencil. And then I was like, oh, I think Brady's gone. Let me just see, you know, if there's anything there. And so I got the pencil and then you get the key. But I, I had seen earlier in the day that the key thing machine was still out of order. And then it's suddenly in order when you need it. Like, but you've yeah. seen it as out of order. I could just see this as a new player just being very tough especially in the last chapter of the game even though that one amazon reviewer said it was so easy Um. (laughs) yeah i think if you like it's one of those things where if you encounter things at the right time it is easy i know joseph says at one point that he's gonna fix the key machine for nancy but i thought i remembered him saying like oh that key machine is fixed now you can go try it but that didn't happen to me this time so never got that it just like varies from through to play through um right like depending on i'm making it up but it's true uh, yeah Yeah. also that's really not how keys work that's not how keys work that doesn't nope nope Mm -mm. who's absurd so that made me but yeah yeah, it's fine and then we find the blueprints in the projector which i this is like a glitch in the matrix thing for me maybe but I swore I always remembered the county administration sending them sending to us. it. That's what I thought too, and I was like expecting that to come. Yeah. Oh, I don't like this now. I feel creeped out. I know. I because I remembered the exact same thing. So I don't know. Huh. Yeah, because I thought we got it on paper. Maybe I'm thinking about another game. Well, I know um, we get several things shipped to us in the next game. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I just I don't remember finding the blueprints in the projector at all. So has there yeah, been I a thought we got the matrix? It. I don't know. Somebody please let us know. Um, but soon after, we find out that Joseph has just lost all of his marbles they're gone right i know i feel bad for him i do he's like he's like i might as well die if i if this theater is going down that's kind of the attitude and it's it was i i i say it was so obvious it was him the entire time though i did not 
like see that coming like it's so clear that he didn't go through it like intending to be malicious he just like was like this is all I have left like my brother is dead like I have nothing um yeah it's very sad I think it was an interesting choice but I also think it was so obvious I just I wish it was a little harder definitely obvious yeah yeah it was definitely obvious probably I mean that's what like they did this game super fast right so it's fine but yeah I I mean we'll talk about this when we do ratings but I thought this was a good choice I liked it so the ending of this game though a lot of things I felt were rushed I think there were some pacing problems with some of the days the ending is so good I think that it's really just I was freaking out on the stream. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, I like I was so yeah. stressed out. And because it like the music is so intense and like there's so much you have to do and there's a timer. Like the fact you can see yeah. the timer is it it makes it that much it's better. So so yeah, good. that was a great ending. Best one so far. This like, is yeah, I mean, arguably one of the best of the whole series. I would agree I with you. So sure. good. Yeah, yeah, like the culprit might not be my favorite, but I think that the ending is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. really strong. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading this Reddit thread the other day in the Nancy Drew subreddit. Um, and it was talking about how games like five through twelve or like seven through twelve or whatever was really like kind of the prime of the Nancy Drew franchise. That's really like what I think of when I think of my childhood with Nancy Drew is all of those games in there. Everything from like everything from the final scene to like Last Train to Blue Moon Canyon. It's yeah. just all so good. Um, but this ending was amazing. Um, the <coughs> little pie pieces that count down the ending are so good. And I love that the game tricks you into thinking that you have to break the glass right I know that was great I loved that yeah that's so good I remember that I just I kept losing dying over and over again the first time I played this because I kept thinking that I just wasn't breaking the glass fast enough but I was like eight so right I I mean no I'm I'm yeah like you're valid (laughs) Yeah, um, but I really like that element. And then... And the randomized keys. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I just have to go through my thing and just be like, like, oh my gosh. The church I work at now, I have like 10 keys. (laughs) And I feel like that right now every time I try to open a door, I have to go through Oh, I love it. That's so funny. I always just, well, I remember now that it's just one of the pink keys so i take the two pink keys oh so it's the same key every time it's not randomized yes yeah okay correct Um, nope um i yes i like that choice i hate it when they bring it back in trail of the twister though (gasps) you only have time to try like two keys i know that ending i had to play it over and over again yeah i hate it um and then we go around the corner trying to figure out how to turn the marquee on and Joseph comes up and we blind him with some flash paper, which not my favorite, but I'll take it. It's yeah. Fine. Magician theme. That's fine. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we have the end letter, which is directed to best this time. And we get to see several newspaper headlines and I wrote a couple of them down. The first one is misguided caretaker kidnaps girl. So yes, that's fun. Um, <laughs> and then uh, there's another headline that says Armstrong. Uh, do we still like him or what? <laughs> So that made me chuckle. Did we ever like him uh, or what? Yeah, no. No. Uh, and Simone got reprimanded for her little wreath stunt. Reprimanded. Like, reprimanded. Okay. <laughs> like, fired from everything. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's game. That's the game. Yeah, I feel like not a, it's not a lot, and yet we've still been here for like two hours. I know. So. I was thinking, I was like, oh, this will be shorter. It was not shorter. No, it was not. It was not. Um, do you have any drinking game rules? I do. I have three. Okay. Okay. Give them to me. Or I'll go first because I have more than three. Um, the first one, a couple of mine are just quotes. Uh, my first quote is, I think your phone's about to ring. That was one of mine, too. <laughs> That's a classic. Um, I also have a drinking, which is fight the power. Yes, I fight have that the power one too. Gets a drink. <laughs> I love that. I like how just it's the quotes. It's <laughs> um, every time Simone rejects you to take a phone call or cuts off your conversation to, to take a phone call. It's true. Um, every time this is because I love to call all the numbers in a, in the game. That's like one of my right. favorite things to do. Every time you try to call a number that is a dead end, like yes, because there were so many you could call and none of them actually were as an Easter egg. It was so frustrating. I mean, yeah. it was a rushed game. Okay, I get it. But <laughs> we get it, but just do better next time. Right. Um, I made a drinking game rule: drink if you break the dummy. Which you have to do by trying to play it again. And then uh, you're cursed. So, right. So, good luck, Emily. While you're still moving can. forward. <laughs> well, I didn't do it this time because I know that it happens. So, I knew not to do it oh. this time. Yes. But wouldn't that mean you're already cursed? Um, uh, we could choose to see it that way or we could choose to remain optimistic. <laughs> you're talking to the wrong person. For that. <laughs> Okay, what's your um, well one more? that's it because i only had three and one of them was the oh, phone okay one so right right okay um okay my other ones are drink if the light falls on you did you get the light falling on you in this game? i did know that that happened so i did not get okay that okay um drink every time the culprit is super obvious so <laughs> yeah. i like minute 15 sorry yeah um drink for every key you have to try at the end but there's not time to drink (laughs) it's only time to unlock save maya (laughs) um and drink if you got caught by the police at the end if you didn't hide in the cabinet in time which i didn't because i actually i didn't know that they I forgot that they were gonna come in because you know a lot of times Nancy will say something like oh I have to hide or Enrico Tots is coming I better hide in his creepy cabinet 
I, I got caught by the police twice and I thought I was like, oh my God, how am I supposed to get this done so quickly? Because the police are like, I didn't realize oh. that the, I hadn't reached the end game yet. You know what right, I mean? Right. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, that's all of my drinking rules. Should we do our ratings? Let's do it. Um, do you want to go first and I'll follow up for this one? Sure. Um, okay. So graphics, I gave the graphics five out of 10. Um, the characters have some more fluid movements, but it's still just not the good graphics that we see in the later games. So I want to give it room for the graphics score to grow. True. I also gave it a five out of 10. I think it is such a significant improvement from the last game. Definitely. But it isn't great. It's 2001. So yeah. Yeah. So this is the year that like Lord of the Rings came out and the graphics in that were amazing. So I don't really know. Okay. Well, Lord of the Rings had the budget. Him interactive didn't have the budget. Him interactive didn't get it. Um, Characters. I gave the characters a six out of 10. Actually, I thought that there was a nice diversity in the characters um, in that they all had kind of different reasons they all had all of their motives were different you know in treasure of the royal tower we have like there's obviously like some kind of treasure here somewhere and everybody could kind of be looking for their own version of that but all of these characters kind of wanted different things like brady wants to be famous and he wants people to think that he looks good or whatever joseph just wants the theater um nick wants the theater because of his grandma and Simone just wants like money. So right. it's all kind of, yeah, I don't know. I thought there was just good diversity there, but I didn't rate it higher because we didn't interact with them a ton and they weren't very deep. True. Yeah. I gave the characters a seven out of 10. I, I did enjoy like the vibes of a lot of them, though. I wish that we had gotten to see more. Like, I think there was so much room for more conversations regarding the theater. Um, but again, now that I know, cause I actually didn't know this was a rush game. It makes a lot more sense. Um, Speaking of diversity, something I do want to comment on is that I know this is 2001, but also like I'm a little disappointed they did not cast a black actress to play a black character. Mm. That's something that is just not no her interactive. And I'm sure it's going to come back again, but I'm going to call them out on their bullshit on that because that's so not good. Um, Though Carrie Healy. Trying to think of all the other black characters in games and who they were, but I don't know who they were voiced by. So, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, culprit. But we love you, Carrie Healy. We do love um, you, I Carrie Healy. <laughs> I gave the culprit and I gave the culprit an eight out of 10 because it was obvious, but this is the first time that I feel like we've ha- really had like an psychologically interesting culprit. That is true. Um, I give it a six for the same reasons, but I felt that the too obvious to guess, like if they had just cut out like Mm -hmm. that one line where he, he says something he shouldn't have known, Mm -hmm. I would have probably been like, okay, like maybe it could be anyone. Yeah. So that was Mm -hmm. an easy fix. So I was kind of peeved that that wasn't, I don't know. (laughs) It felt so easy to not make it so obvious. So I give it a six (laughs) out of 10. Anyway. Um, music. I gave Nine. the music a six. What? Oh, I okay. it was fun, but it was nothing super memorable to me. It was fun while you're playing, but it's nothing that like, okay, can you guess which game I find that music playing in my head constantly? Okay, 
Mine is Shadow Ranch. That's my guess for you. <laughs> no, it's not that one. But that one does have great music. That it might does. be my second favorite. See, the yeah. thing is, is I just love all the music while I'm playing that I'm like, yes, 10. Like, I'm like, I just, <laughs> I, I love it. And then, but you're right. I need to start thinking about it in a more nuanced way. Though okay. the Bee's Knees music. Yes, that was alone was like that was great. an eight. So, um, yeah, what is it? What is the game? Danger on Deception Island. That is a bop. I love that game's music. That is such a good. I forgot. Oh my god, that just sent me so back because I played that a long time ago. Oh, I love that game so much. Um, okay, you gave the music a nine. Yes, I did because I loved it. I thought it because I feel like good music. You kind of love it in the moment, but also it it like it adds to the scene that's happening. Like I I know some songs we want them to stand out in a way but also i think the best music supports what's going on so well that you're so immersed in it and i felt like that was really shown in the ending sequence that was really shown in the bees knees the bees knees um <laughs> yeah and it was kind of creepy like the music orchestration that dun 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 that one like would play and then and then it would kind of sound distorted at the end so it almost sounded like a uh oral representation of what the theater w- has become in a way so yeah i thought it was really good okay. i loved it no that makes sense to me <laughs> i just i never um i think i mean i am gonna focus on like which songs just stay with me after the game is over um but i i liked this musical i was playing through it i think another i know i've said this before but i was so terrified of all of these games when i was younger that i had the volume down so low <laughs> that i didn't hear the music for so long cuz i just had my volume down low um anyway plot i gave i gave the, the plot oh sorry i forgot <laughs> i told you you could literally go <laughs> first <laughs> get please go <laughs> Um, I gave the plot a nine out of 10 because I love the sense of urgency and danger. There's just a sense of urgency and a huge sense of danger throughout this whole game. So yeah. I also gave it a, a nine out of 10 because of the same nice. reason it builds so nicely. There are mm-hmm. so many plot holes that that's in the culprit category. That's all in the mm-hmm. culprit category. The, this plot, like I, like you said about the characters, like how so many of them really could have done it. Like if they hadn't made it so obvious that Joseph did it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like I think the plot was, was good. And I cared about the theater it, it, throughout. Mm. Like I was like, Oh, I don't want the theater to go to, to crumble to the ground. Like the, it made the player want that as well. So yeah, I thought it was really effective. Yeah. yeah. Um, the setting I gave a six out of 10. Um, I liked the passageways, really like the cages, but again, it's all in one building. We don't really have multiple locations, but I do love that we have days in this game. Yes, I gave it a seven for very similar reasons, though, unlike Message in a Haunted Mansion, where I loved the diversity of the rooms, like I really thought that was a strength of that game. Mm -hmm. This, it was easy to get lost because nothing looked like the two hallways and as they do in theaters but the two hallways around the theater look very similar so it's hard to like distinguish even if they had had like a very like standout piece of art on one of the walls it would have made a difference Mm -hmm. in that um yeah i i same yeah 
but I loved again same reason was why I loved it but yeah yeah uh the and the ending I gave I gave it a 10 out of 10 easily uh, I did too it's, it's so good yeah it's heart pounding it happens in stages like there are distinct stages to the ending of this game multiple moments where you can get caught or die or whatever and you have a countdown it's just so good it's so good yeah I also yeah same I gave it a 10 out of 10 it's Mm -hmm. it is so good like I cannot believe how amazing it is and I feel silly like for I I think I I think I gave stay tuned for danger pretty high rating and I'm like silly for that because (laughs) this was just nothing like it was so great compared to that so yeah this is you can see where they have really hit their stride and the fact that this is a rushed game but it was still Mm -hmm. better than the games that took them probably over a year to develop it just Mm -hmm. shows like how how much that the franchise Mm -hmm. has grown in the first five games (laughs) which we finished (laughs) Yeah, and this game and the next several games all have heart-pounding endings like that. I think up through, like, literally up through Secret of Shadow Ranch, um, every single game has a heart-pounding ending like that, where it's, like, urgent. Uh, Oh. Because I know who did it in that game, but I can't remember the ending. I forgot that that game was uh, yeah that one not as much but that. literally every single other one uh the haunted carousel was like to a lesser extent but still um but all of those games are like that and that's something that I, that I kind of mourn about later games is that it's like you have to solve a puzzle and then you're right done. yeah I know it's not but like yeah. a yeah yeah 10 out of 10 easily well well join us uh, so i this will definitely be two episodes so join us in yeah two weeks for well we might be doing like a ranking we'll have to figure we it out we'll, we'll see a special guest coming on who we're really excited about um we are recording with her soon and that episode will yeah i think we're gonna air it after the fifth game so you're getting a That's special coming. episode bonus app. Woo. Yeah. And then we're on the secret of the skeleton. Him. Turkeys get, get you down. Fight the power. Fight the power. I think your phone's about to ring. <laughs> All right. Thanks All for coming, right. guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to It's Locked Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at It's Locked Podcast. We'll see you in two weeks.